0: Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I am Luke. And I'm Tim. And welcome back to another in our 32 NFL franchise off-season previews, this time in the AFC East, American Football Conference East, to give it its full title. And we're talking New England Patriots football here today, looking back on their 2022 season that was and what that may yield in the 2023 season yet to come focusing on their offseason needs, interests, options available to Bill Belichick and uh, the crew up there in the greater Boston area. We encourage you as always, if you're enjoying the pod, or frankly, if you're not, but you're listening anyway, to leave us a rating and a review on your favourite podcast app. Subscribe to the podcast and spread the good word amongst similarly minded peeps that you may or may not even know. You can follow us on the socials. At Half Yard Line Pod, you can email us halfyardlinepod at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tim, the New England Patriots, you as a Steelers fan, hate this team's breathing guts because of all of the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady uh in, in uh influenced pain that they've caused you over the years. They go into this off season, I think, with a fair amount of questions, a non playoff year, a rarity for a Belichick team. Where do you see them standing and where do you see them going as we look forward?
1: Yeah, Luke, eight and nine uh, last year, third in the AFC East. You know, Belichick's going to keep them reasonably competitive, right? This team's not going to go, you know, two and and 15, Um, but certainly concerning if you're a Patriots fan, uh, you mentioned my distaste for this franchise. It has certainly dimmed somewhat as they stopped winning twelve games every year. Yeah, Tom Brady doesn't play. They stopped beating there. you. Yeah, they don't. Win that happens. Super- no, 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 no. They still beat us this year. Don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a three-point game. We should have won it. Neither here nor there. Uh, Mitch Trubisky not very good at quarterback. Um, but some concerning things if you're a Patriots fan. One, Mac McCorkle Jones did not um play. Better this year than he played last year. And I think that's a concern. No. Uh, he was hurt for a couple games, played hurt a little bit. You can maybe write some of it off to that. But if anything, he took a step backwards, and you want your second year quarterback to take a big leap forwards. Uh, and they certainly did not see that. Um, so a bit concerning at the quarterback position. They also have areas of need that they are not used to having in New England. Now, one thing that is positive if you're a New England Patriots fan is your cap position. So the New England Patriots at this point in the offseason are looking at fifth overall with thirty-six million dollars in available cap space. They also have some opportunities to get more cap space. Um now definitely they have a magician GM, or at least we thought that they did, named Bill Belichick. His last free agent spending spree didn't go as well, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, but looking at needs that this team has, Luke a lot. Uh, absolutely have to get better at the tackle position. Interior offensive line is actually a strength. Um, center, very good. Uh, David Andrews, solid player. Michael Onwenu, one of the best guards in football. They spent a draft pick last year on Cole Strange. A um, little bit of a mixed bag for the Rook. He had several games where you know PFF had him rated in the top five of the week. Uh, but he also had four games where he was absolutely dead last. So need to get more consistent play out of him. But the interior offensive line is not the problem. The tackles are bad. Um, and so you know, you've know got to give your young quarterback some more time back there. I do have quarterback question mark. Um, is that really a need for them? I, I, don't, I don't know, Luke. What, what is your take when you've got a young guy, he didn't take a step forward, he, you're not paying him a ton, you're, you're, you don't have a draft pick where you can go take one at one overall, they do have the money if they wanted to spend it in free agency, though I don't know that that kind of target's out there for you this year. This, you got to run it back with McCorkle, yeah?
0: Yeah, I just don't see how much benefit you get out of not doing it. To your point, not picking in a high enough position to be taking a swing again. With the cap space available, listen, Bill Belichick's not putting up with Aaron Rodgers' shit, so that's definitely not happening. Um, and they probably even they would struggle to afford him, in all honesty, and certainly if they want to sign any other players whatsoever. The other consideration would be Derek Carr, obviously, who's on the market. I I can kind of see that more easily. That seems like more of a Belichickian player. But again, I think the problem that I would raise around McCorkle is he's not, not playing great. That can happen. Quarterbacks don't all develop at the same rate. It was the fact you were benching him allegedly because he was injured but there were some parts of the season where I didn't think he necessarily was for Bailey Zappi who you drafted last year from Western Kentucky. So I agree with you in that you you got to roll it back and run it back with with Mac and see how it goes and this is probably the prove it year. Um bringing in a free agent quarterback or trying to bring in someone over the top unless you are willing to go up and take Bryce Young, right, who you think is the all-star of the future. You have to see if if Matt can give you an improvement improvement year. Maybe you put some better weapons around him and he develops, uh, protect him better, as you say. That would be the approach that I would certainly take as well.
1: So other holes, we mentioned tackle. Um, Isaiah Wynn and uh, Trenton Brown had to play every game. <laughs> they, they have no depth there. They both got injured. They both played inconsistently when they were in the lineup. Both of those guys, I think, are probably somewhere else next year. Uh, and we'll talk about why shortly. On the defensive side of the ball, linebacker is a huge hole. They've got Jawan Bentley, good player, and then blah. You know, you think about edge rush, probably okay, but interior defensive line, not good. Uh, and and one area that I think the Patriots are struggling with, special teams. And you think about a team that was always good at special teams. The punting was atrocious this year. The coverage wasn't as good as it normally is this year. They're okay kicker, but he's 100 years old. Uh, at some point, you know, you're going to have to have some turnover there. So the kicking game, also an area I think the Patriots would look to get better this offseason. Um, you know, they've got some money to do it, but they've got a lot of holes. I don't know if you saw any others beyond what uh, two thirds of the roster I just mentioned.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, not many left to comment on. Maybe another running back, probably. Der- Damian Harris is a free agent. Ramondre Stevenson looked great and carried far too much of the offensive burden for this team last year. I would maybe highlight that. Wide receiver is the other one. Um. Jacoby Myers is a free agent. They've got Devante Parker. You've got Kendrick Bourne. These are, you know, second-tier options. You're probably looking at wide receiver two level at at best for both of those guys. So getting yourself someone kind of more legitimate, whether you think that's Tyquan Thornton, who they drafted last year, I don't know. But I I have questions there. The linebackers, one, is an interesting conundrum because actually what Belichick has really prized the last few years – and he has for a long time, but I think it's been more notable – is these rotational kind of positionless defensive players. You've got guys like Adrian Phillips, who's really a safety, who's been playing linebacker. You've got Kyle Duggar, who they took from Lenore Rhine, which is one of the – I think he's the only guy who's ever been drafted from there. Um, but again, he's one of those flex, can play some safety, some nickel, can play some linebacker. So he's really prioritised that. And Bentley is that more old-school thumper, bigger dude, um, who's the more typical Belichick-type player. As far as edge rush and defensive line more generally, I think they're probably going to be looking for that kind of uh, larger run setting defensive end that Belichick's always prized. I mean, you think way back to Willie McGinnis, who is in some legal trouble at the moment, but as a player was big, stout, could rush the passer, could set the edge. You know, Belichick always values that, high intelligence players such as him. So maybe that's a position they try and improve upon as well, but I agree with you on those points. And I would probably add, like I say, wide receiver and depending on what they do at tight end, maybe that position as well.
1: No, I think that's right. Um, Looking ahead, Luke, at some key free agents. They've got a handful that I think they really are going to have to do something about this year. Um, We talked about tackle being a need. Isaiah Wynn is a free agent, has been unable to stay on the field, Um, played nine games this year, did get 16 in the year before that, but only 10 and eight the two prior two seasons. Um, You know He's got to be more available than that. And so you would have to think if he comes back, it's going to have to be on a relative discount. Somebody's probably going to be willing to pay him for the opportunity. I don't think that's going to be Belichick. So I think he's probably a goner. Jabril Peppers, uh, Devin McCourty, Damian Harris, Jonathan Jones, all free agents this year. Um, now again, P- Patriots have the money. They want to sign them back. They can sign them back, but certainly lots of key players. You, you look back at where we said they had holes. Those were the guys we were saying were the part that was working. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right. of the non holes we got we're, we're opening some new ones up. So I don't know uh, if you had any other key free agents. Um, they don't have a ton of free agents this year, but the ones they have are all sort of meaningful. Yeah, I think
0: you know a guy like Devin McCourty, he he's not going to play anywhere else. So he's either back or he's retiring. Um, right. And he's also pu- pushing thirty-six. To your point, I think the issue really, apart from Jacoby Myers in that list, kind of rotational players, um, not people who you hang your hat on necessarily. And they weren't amazing last year at some of these positions anyway. To your to your wider point, so it's a strong right tackle offensive. Uh, sorry, it's a strong right tackle free agency class. You've got guys like Mike McGlinchey out there. Belichick's always prioritized line play. Do you take a big swing and try and fortify the right side? They brought back Trent Brown, who they let go to the Raiders, who gave him a huge contract, which was a disaster. And then he came back on a cheaper deal, but he's still meaningful um, from a cap percentage. So I would think as far as the free agents to be, there's probably a couple of guys Belichick would like to bring back because he values consistency and tenure and knowing his system, especially on defense. But I don't see too many irreplaceables and if you've got the free agency money maybe time to invest it plus the potential cut savings you can add to that uh, and try and go after some more star orientated players i don't know who on the existing roster you think is primed for the chopping block i think there are a few notable candidates you mentioned some of them already but i think the contracts they handed out not that long ago kind of a bit of a haunting uh haunting ghost around the the salary cap line for the patriots this
1: year no for sure luke and and they've got a couple of guys that to me are are obvious candidates hunter henry is the first one one of two tight yeah, ends he gone. yeah they brought in two years ago him and Johnu smith i think if they were able they'd cut them both but john has got yeah. 19 million in dead cap versus a 17 million dollar cap hit so he's going to sit right where he is uh but hunter yeah. henry is a goner um trenton brown didn't play well enough this year in my view to justify the next year on his contract signed him as a free agent last year, uh, but he's $11 million in savings to let him go. I think you probably go out and try to get another guy there. Not a ton. Yeah. We'll sign him back cheaper. Market, maybe, but well, maybe bring him back cheaper. A lot, a lot of opportunities there to figure out how you want to handle that spot. You know, if there's anybody else who might be in the Orlando Brown sweepstakes, certainly the Patriots could make someone else pay at the mm-hmm. very least. Um, If they were to get in the bidding war, Um, that one to me, Kendrick uh, Bourne is another name who does not have a huge cap hit, but you'd save $6 million, almost $6 million uh, by letting him go. So I think that certainly they need wide receiver depth, but he hasn't been doing anything special. Uh, I could see trying to fill that spot more inexpensively, Um, but those were the only big or potential cap cuts though. Luke, you did mention Part of the challenge that New England has is they've been active in free agency the last couple of years and and started in 2021 when they were the only team that had money. Right. This was the down cap year. Right. So post covid cap went down. A lot of teams were hurting. The Patriots had just purged the Tom Brady contract and dead money from their roster and were in a position to spend and so they bought everybody they got Matthew Judon they got Johnny Smith Hunter Henry Jalen Mills Nelson Aguilar David Andrews uh Devon Gotcha um Kendrick Bourne Kyle Vanoy, Lawrence Guy <laughs> like you can go down the list and not all of those were big hits then last year didn't have as much money to spend but offered a big contract to Trenton Brown um you know Jawan Bentley you're not getting what you needed out of some of these guys in the way that maybe you hoped you could. Uh, I don't know if you see anything out of sort of the post-Brady free agency spending of Bill Belichick and how confident you feel if you're a Patriots fan right now that let's say they, they cut Hunter Henry and Trenton Brown and they've got $50 million, $55 million in free agency money. How confident are you they're going to spend it well?
0: Yeah, it's it's a fair question. I mean, Belichick in, earlier in his tenure was picking up guys left and right, and you just thought, wow, he, you know, he reinvigorated Darrell Revis. Corey Dillon came in. You know, we're going way back a little bit, but these are guys who had meaningful contributions. Random he's been able loss. to retool the roster. Yes, he was okay. <laughs> Wes Welker, there were a lot of guys, right? So he's. I feel like the, the shine's a little bit off the apple on Belichick, the GM, at this point. Certainly some early first-round misses. We talked about receiver as a position of need. You know, drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. That did not pan out. The one guy you didn't mention from a cut standpoint is Devontae Parker, who you can save $6 Ah, million by cutting. He is another one you could go. So realistically, we could be saying, you're going to cut the entire receiver room and you're not losing talent now. I think they'll bring a couple of these guys back um, personally, just because I don't think you can afford to do that. But yeah, it's not a strong group, especially at certain positions. Adjusting to not having the best quarterback of all time is quite important um, and also quite hard. So you give them a little bit of a pass on that. But no, I don't have a huge amount of... Confidence that they will do it. And I think Belichick's aversion to the to the star in general, with a few notable exceptions like Randy Moss that you mentioned in the past and Corey Dillon, he likes the workman-like guys who come in the do-your-job guys. And I just wonder if you can keep having do-your-job guys when you no longer have Tom Brady to pick up some of the slack. So certainly an interesting off-season looming. And as far as filling the gaps, not a perfectly brilliant draft position, as we mentioned. So not sure how much they're going to be able to do there, maybe they do some maneuvering and they always seem to pick up extra picks or they used to. So I wonder if they do some more of that. Um, I think going into next year, more questions than answers, which is unusual for a team coached by the greatest to ever put the headset on.
1: Yeah, Luke, you mentioned, you know, maybe a little shine off on Belichick, the coach, uh, the GM. I don't think there's any shine off Belichick, the coach. Um, he's getting no. what he needs to do out of a team that's underperforming. I just think the magnetism of a player like Tom Brady and the Super Bowl rings that they won together made it easy to sign good free agents on team friendly contracts. Uh, and they did a ton of that. And it's much more difficult with McCorkle Jones and missing the playoffs. And so, for sure, you know, we, we talk about how Kansas City seems to just be dripping in, you know, role players. And Guys. it's because every yeah. role player on. In the NFL, if they're picking a team at random, it's going to pick the one that's going to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they how they recover from that. But in any case, that'll wrap it up for us here on the half yard line. The New England Patriots team recap of the 2022 season. Looking forward to the 2023 offseason. Appreciate you guys listening to these. All 32 of them coming to you before free agency. So check out each and every one. The teams you like, the teams you hate, and all the ones in between. Uh, but until then. Good luck. See ya.